0: Well, good morning, Arbor. good morning, Arbor. He is risen. He is risen. Indeed. Cliff did a good job earlier. <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. So I want to start by asking you guys a question. And the question is simple. What if we went on a walk together? Like you and I, we went on a walk. My question is: what would we talk about? Jesus. <laughs> I love your conversation that we'll have. <laughs> but if we went on a walk and talked about all the things that have happened, all the things that have happened lately, all the things that have happened in your life, what would you like to talk about? What would you want to tell me that's happened in the last couple of years, last couple of months, maybe even the last couple of days? You know, maybe in that conversation, we'd figure out that you know, maybe things went a little bit differently than you thought things were going to happen. You know, maybe you thought that you would have a wedding full of your favorite people. Maybe you thought that you would have a graduation and be able to celebrate with your family. Or maybe you thought that you'd have a party or a prom or maybe memories going off to college or leaving college. Maybe some of you thought that your kindergartner was going to go on her first day of school and you'd finally get the house to yourself Maybe some of you thought the final chapter with your parents was going to be full of in-person and just full of memories. And there might be some of you in this room who maybe thought they were going to let Russ cook. But I would love to hear it. I would love to hear all the things that you would want to talk to me about, all the things that we can reflect on. And then I would love to tell you about the things that have happened with me, with myself during all this time. The things that I thought that went differently, but the things that were exciting, things that were full of joy, and maybe you, you have that as well. Maybe you know, there's some of you who maybe got a new job, maybe got a new girlfriend, maybe got a new fiance, maybe you went on so many different trips this last year. But I would love to hear how, I would love to hear everything that you would want to reflect on, and I hope as I shared with you and you shared with me, that we can see that through our reflection, through everything that we talked about, that we can see that Jesus was present again and again. Now this morning, we celebrate the resurrection of of our Messiah, how our Lord is risen, (laughs) and that Jesus proved to the world that he is the Messiah. That Jesus proved to the world that he did defeat death, that he did defeat sin in the grave, that he is be- because of that resurrection, because he is risen, that he is present with us every single day. If we want him present with us every single day, if we're willing to let Jesus be present with us every single day, he proved that, that Easter morning, that what he did on that cross was so that we could be present with him for eternity. Just like his disciples. And specifically, I think as when, when we go into reflection and we talk about it and we see that Jesus is present, I think that we are just like the two on the road to Emmaus. Now it's my belief that every single person in this room and watching online can relate to the two on the road to Emmaus, whether you believe or not believe. I think we all can relate to the two on the road. And if you have your, guys, if you have your Bibles, please go to Luke 24, verses 13 is where we're going to start. Because I do believe we can relate to these two. Now, this event on the road to Emmaus, road to Emmaus begins on Resurrection Sunday, right after all the women went to the tomb with spices that they prepared for Jesus' body. Now of course, nobody was expecting Jesus to die so they weren't prepared to care for this body. So on this morning, they went and they found nobody. Instead, they found what they said, two men with dazzling apparel who asked the question, why are you searching for the living among the dead? That Jesus is not here, but he is alive. Now, these women, of course, were excited to hear this news. And they started spreading the news everywhere. They wanted everybody to know that Jesus is alive. And this news spread so far that it got to these two on the road as they were talking, walking, and just reflecting on everything that has happened. So if you guys have your Bible, we're going to begin in in verse 13 of that 24th chapter. And it starts this way. It says, that day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all the things that have happened. They're talking about all the things that have happened. What just happened? They're going to Jerusalem for just a normal annual festival, but this weekend was anything but normal. Everyone's talking about this that, that Jesus was arrested in the middle of the night, and then he was tried and tried and tried again with so many innocent verdicts. That Jesus was an innocent man. He was said he was innocent again and again, but under pressure, Pilate had him condemned to death. And they're reflecting on the whipping and they're reflecting on the mocking, and they're reflecting on the crowns of thorns, and seeing Jesus carry that cross in the middle of Jerusalem. And of course, they're reflecting on Jesus hanging from that cross. And now, they're hearing that Jesus is alive. So these two are just walking and reflecting, and while they're talking, a stranger shows up. It says in verse 15, while they were walking, while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood looking sad. The resurrected Jesus shows up in their moment. Of reflection the moment of, of this time of them just talking about everything that have ha- that has happened Jesus shows up but they were kept from recognizing him and something pops up here that really speaks to me it says in these verses that they were looking sad now as I was looking at this I, I don't know I, I tell you guys this all the time when I read scripture just words pop up at me and this is the one that I'm like gosh they were looking sad now, I know there's some of you in this room who don't do a great job of hiding your emotions. That when you are excited, everybody knows that you are excited. When you are angry, it's, it's clear as day. We all know that you're angry. If you're sad, we see it. But I am not one of those people. I, my face doesn't really show what I'm feeling at all. To, to give you guys an example, you can look at this picture. Of, of us staff members. Look at how everybody is having a great time, but look at my face. That is me all the time. Like, not a joke. Like, they're all having a great time. I promise you, I'm having fun. I'm really excited for the spicy chicken sandwich that I'm about to have. But you wouldn't see it on there. I don't show my emotions on my face very well. I remember um, we as a staff a few years ago went to Disneyland, which is like the happiest place on earth, and we rode Space Mountain and on the secret like camera that they took, when you go look at pictures, every staff member's like, ah, oh, ah, and I'm just like this. <laughs> I'm having a great time, Space Mountain's super fun, but no, I, for some reason, I just, I really don't show my emotions well. So when I see that it says that they were looking sad, it tells me, that they were sad. That they were feeling all the emotions that was happening over this weekend, and even confusion, that they were sad. It was affecting them. Then it says that one of them, named Cleopas, answered Jesus' question with a question, and he asked Jesus, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who does not know the things that has happened these days? He pretty much asked Jesus, were you living under a rock? And Jesus answers, "Is only the last three days. The joke worked. I'm going to keep that. (laughs) Thanks. Somebody told me I had to put a dad joke in this message, so it worked. Thank you so much. Now, of course, Jesus knows everything that has happened because he lived it. But church, what this tells us is that this event was huge that everybody is talking about this event. That these disciples are confused that somebody would walk by them leaving Jerusalem not knowing what had happened. This is the topic of every discussion. Like everybody knows what happened three days ago. And now everybody is hearing what happened this morning as that tomb was open. So he was surprised, he was shocked. That, no, that he wouldn't know. So he asked him, "How are you the only visitor who does not know? Answers Jesus' question with a question. So after hearing the question being answered with a question, Jesus decides to answer the question with the question with another question by asking, well, what things? And his answer in verse 19 says this. He says, and they said to him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. But it says, besides all this, it's now the third day since these things happened see they're looking sad and this tells us why it's because they thought things are going to be different they thought things are going to be different they tell the stranger about what happened with Jesus of Nazareth a man a prophet who was mighty in deed and word before God and all the people he, they what this tells us is they held Jesus in high regard they loved Jesus I don't know if they knew him personally but they loved Jesus. And it was almost like they lost a hero. They thought things were going to be differently. But I want to point this out that some of you might disagree with me on. But I really want to point this out. As I hear this and I see these words, what this tells me is that these two were not believers. Now, hear me out. I think they're not believers because I look at the words. And here's what they say. They say that Jesus was a man And a prophet. They don't say the son of man or the Messiah. And also, if you look, they're identifying under uh, under Jewish beliefs. They say our chief priest and our rulers. Right now, these two walking on this road are non-believers. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. They believe in Jesus of Nazareth. I want you guys to see that. They believe in Jesus of Nazareth. They call him Jesus of Nazareth. Now, they might have been close to believing. So I'm not I'm not judging them, but right now it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to believe what they're hearing. And they're looking sad because of it. And it says That they thought this was the man to redeem Israel. They thought that this was the guy that they have been waiting for their whole lives, that their ancestors had been waiting for their whole lives. Not realizing that this is the man that they're talking to. But it says that this is the point of their sadness and their confusion. That they thought Jesus was going to change things. But now... On top of everything, now they're hearing breaking news that Jesus is alive. It says in verse 21 through 24, it says, But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it's now the third day since things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. So now there are rumors. There are rumors that the person that they loved, the person that they were hoping for, the person that they thought was going to redeem Israel is alive. Now to me, I notice, I don't know what to do with this, but I notice that they don't say resurrection at this time. They just say that he was alive, that the body was not there. Now, to keep you guys, to put ourselves in the shoes, a lot has happened these days. And I am pretty sure seven miles, the seven miles that they're talking to is not enough time to reflect and process on anything. But they were doing it and they were talking with the stranger. And now they caught the stranger up with everything that has happened these days. And Jesus begins to speak. And Jesus says to them, O oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures all the things concerning himself. Now, church, I am all for Christians needing to live like Christ, to be an imitation of Christ. But word of caution, don't call unbelievers fools. I just, I don't, I really don't see how that works. But Jesus calls these two fools and explains to them how this Jesus of Nazareth is the Jesus of Christ. The one that they've been waiting for. The one that is to redeem Israel and beyond. That it was God's plan, God's plan for Jesus to suffer, not the chief priests, not the rulers, that Jesus was to suffer, that Jesus was to die, so that those, that, so he could resurrect, prove that he is the Messiah, to show us that everything that he brought to that cross was for us, so we could share in that glory, and he showed his presence through Scripture. I love that that the scripture that they would have heard their whole lives, he showed how Jesus of Nazareth was the Jesus of Christ through scripture. Now Jesus must have done a great job of loving these two because even after calling them fools, when they get to their destination, they invite Jesus in to share a meal with them. Even after being called fools, so Jesus must have done a great job, but they wanted to know more. They wanted to hear more and something amazing happened. That Jesus broke bread, he blessed it, gave it to them, and it says that their eyes were opened and they recognized him. The very person that they loved, the very person that they were sad over was right in front of them. Had a huge conversation with them for miles. Sharing a meal with them. Jesus is right there in front. That he is alive. That he is risen. Risen indeed. (laughs) That the women were correct. That there were angels. That Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus' presence is known and then he vanished. They got to witness the resurrected Christ. And I am pretty sure all of their sadness went away. Because it says that hour, that hour they got up. And they went straight back to Jerusalem. Took the journey again so they can tell everybody what they just witnessed. And it says that they went to the 11, the 11 disciples And told them that the Lord has risen. And their answer was, the Lord is risen indeed. And he appeared to Simon. And then it says that they told them everything that happened on the road. How he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Church, in this moment, they became believers. I said that they they were unbelievers then. They are believers now. Through their moments of reflection of everything that has happened, Jesus entered that conversation and their eyes were open. Their eyes were open to what the scriptures had to say about him, what the world has to say about them, and now what they want to tell everybody about him. That he is risen, that he is risen indeed, that he is the Christ, that he is no longer Jesus of Nazareth, that he is Jesus Christ. So they wanted to tell the disciples that it is true, that he is risen. He wanted to say that the women were correct. There were angels. There were, but most importantly, there was Jesus. And then something incredible happens again. It says in verse 36, as they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet. That is, I myself touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. Now, church, sometimes I really dislike headers in my Bible. Now, I don't know if you guys, if, if, if you open your Bibles and see that after it says that they made him known of the breaking of bread, I have a header that says Jesus appears to his disciples. I don't know if you guys have that as well, to where it makes it sound like these are two separate events where Jesus appeared to the two on the road and then Jesus appeared to the 11. That is not what happened. If you take that header away, those two on the road to Emmaus were also present for Jesus who appeared to the 11 in the room. That to me just opened my eyes that these two were present for that. They got to see Jesus twice in one day, the resurrected Jesus twice in one day. Jesus appears to these disciples, and talk about the the immediate validation that these two must be experiencing as Jesus shows up to them. But Jesus shows up again and again, and he is showing up to believers. Because at this point in the room, everybody is a believer, And again, just like on the road, Jesus didn't show his presence just in person, but he showed the 11, his presence throughout scripture. He said in verse 44, then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and he said, thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. See, we have two events here. Two events of people reflecting on everything that has happened. We have two unbelievers talking about all the things that have happened over the weekend, how they thought things were going to be different. And Jesus appears and shows his presence to them. And then we have the, the, the group in the room reflecting on everything that has happened, that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is risen, that Jesus is risen indeed. And Jesus appears to them and reveals himself again. Jesus is a common denominator, common denominator here that during, our reflect, during the reflective moments of being sad and during the reflective moments of being excited, Jesus shows up again and again. Church, Jesus was present again and again. So what if we took a walk together and we talked about all the things that has happened these days? What would you want to tell me? What would you want to talk about? What has happened these last few years? These last few months? These last few days? Now what if we allowed Jesus to draw near while we we had that walk? While we were talking? What if we allowed Jesus to enter into our conversation as we were reflecting? See, I believe Every person in this room and every person watching online can relate to the two on the road to Emmaus. Whether we are unbelievers just walking a path or whether we believe waiting for a return, we are the two people walking and reflecting on everything that has happened. Think about a church. We talk to our family about everything. We talk to our friends about everything, we talk to our coworkers about everything, we talk to our counselors about everything. Heck, sometimes we even talk to strangers about everything. Some of us even talk to ourselves about everything. We are the two walking on the road, reflecting on everything that has happened in church. I feel like there has been a lot that has happened lately. I don't know if you feel that way as well. Just this last year has gone a lot differently than I thought this last year was gonna go. But that's the same for some of you. You know, some of you have gotten new jobs, have gotten new houses, new children. You know, but there are some of you who have lost jobs, have lost houses, or had children leave and go off to college. You know, there's all these different emotions that we have in this room. And for the two on the road, they were sad. They were shown on their face. So, church, what emotions are you feeling right now? What emotions did you walk into this sanctuary with? Excited? Joy? Sad? Confused? I really don't know if that one's an emotion. (laughs) Thanks. I love you, Nathan. (laughs) But how are you feeling right now? Now, what if you allowed Jesus to join that conversation? And what I think is that we will see his presence again and again. See, Jesus on this road showed exactly what the Christ was supposed to do. That he was supposed to suffer. That he was supposed to go to that cross and die for the sins of the world. That it was the plan all along for him to conquer sin and death. Because there's not something men or women can do on their own. And Jesus revealed himself through scriptures, saying that, that the whole world knew that this was going to happen. And as these two are reflecting, they, they hear of an empty tomb, an empty tomb that, church, I heard this this morning, and I really wanted to add it to the sermon, but I loved it, that these, as these two are reflecting, as we can reflect, you know, the empty tomb shows that the cross is not the end, But the empty tomb shows that the cross is a new beginning. And in our moments of reflection, if we allow Jesus into that conversation, allow him to show us his presence again and again, allow him to speak to us during those moments and just to hear his words, hear his words, what he has to say about us. And if you are in this room, church, and you wanna know what Jesus has to say, let me tell you what he has to say. Because I'm going to show you what he already said. He said, take heart, my son, for your sins are forgiven. Take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Only believe. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Neither do I condemn you. Go from now on, sin no more. I will leave you not. I will, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. As the Father has loved me, so I, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Follow me. And in this verse, he says, why are your hearts troubled? And why do you have doubts? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. I am resurrected. I have risen. I have risen indeed. Church, what if we allow Jesus to join in our conversations of reflection? What I know is we will see his presence again and again. But church, we have to be willing. We have to be willing to let him come and talk. And we just got to reflect with him. Talk to him about all the things that have happened. Bring all of your emotions to Jesus. But let him speak. And let him show his presence to you. So whatever emotions that you are feeling this morning, church, and I pray that you bring it to Jesus. Whether you believe or whether you don't believe, bring it to Jesus Christ. Bring it to Jesus and see His presence in your life again and again in church when you see that his presence was there with all the things that have happened then you will know and see that Jesus will always be there because that's what the resurrected Jesus has showed us that he is there he was there then he is there now and he will always be there and if you're here this morning and you want that presence of Jesus and you are ready to accept Jesus into your heart And I pray that during this moment, these moments that we're about to worship, that you do it. That you raise your hand up to the Lord and say, I believe that I want it, that I want in. I want your presence again and again because all the things that have happened, I can't do this on my own anymore. That things have gone differently than I thought, but Jesus, show me. Jesus, show me your plan in all this. Show me your presence. And I think you will see that Jesus will show up again and again. So church right now, will you stand with me? Can we, we'll stand in worship, but before we do, I wanna read this to you, what Peter wrote about this inheritance, what the, resurrected, what the, what the resurrection means for us, this peace and the salvation that we hear. I want you guys to hear these words. Peter says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in that last time. Church, let's worship our Lord, because he is risen. He is risen. Amen.